InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. It may sound unbelievable, but a 60-second workout may have multiple health benefits. InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey is here with an expert. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Martin Gavala, a professor and chair of the kinesiology department at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario. He's written a book called The One-Minute Workout, Science Shows a Way to Get Fit That's Smarter, Faster, Shorter. So, Dr. Gabala, I think people will hear the title of your book and go, well, that's obviously too good to be true, a one-minute workout. So what exactly do you mean by that? It's a teaser headline, but the title comes from research we've been doing looking at three 20-second bursts of very hard exercise. So that protocol is 10 minutes start to finish with a warm-up, a cool-down, a little bit of recovery in between. But we've shown that it's a really effective way to get a lot of the health benefits that we associate with more traditional, longer, continuous training. And really, it's just the latest version on a line of research that's been looking at time-efficient exercise strategies. This is based on something called high-intensity interval training, which seems to be getting a lot of attention the last several years. Is that something that's new, or has that been around a really long time? It's nothing new. It's been around in athletic circles for well over a century, and there were Finnish Olympians winning middle-distance Olympic gold medals in the Olympics in 1912, for example. It's come in and out of flavor over the years, and I think the most interesting thing recently is, first of all, just how little exercise you maybe need to do in order to stimulate benefits. That's not saying at all that that's the way people should train, but this type of very short, very intense exercise can be effective. The other key point I think is that that's only one flavor. There's many different types and versions of interval training and they've been widely applied, not just to elite athletes, but for individuals, including people with type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and even cardiovascular disease. So do we know why this kind of exercise works? I'm a muscle physiologist, so that's my frame of reference here. But when we exercise, The muscle remodels, so there's literally cellular and molecular changes. We turn on genes, we create new proteins, and it appears that we can turn on that fundamental process in different ways. And so the analogy that I use is you can sort of press on the gas pedal moderately and hold it there for a prolonged period of time. That's going to drop the fuel gauge, and after a while, the body responds to that drop in fuel gauge and says, we've got to make some changes here. Another way to do it is by pressing harder on the gas pedal, for a short period of time. You drop the fuel gauges really quickly and that leads to adaptation. So the basic physiological process is largely the same, but we can trigger it in different ways. Is it possible for this kind of a workout to get you in shape faster than a conventional program? If faster we mean more time efficient, absolutely. So for example, this one minute quote unquote workout, which is really 10 minutes start to finish, we've compared that against people who are doing 55 zero minutes of more traditional continuous moderate intensity exercise. And we've shown that after several months of training, the improvement in cardiovascular fitness, blood sugar control, and some other markers was very similar between the groups, even though the interval exercisers were spending five times less working out. So it can definitely be time efficient, 
again, that's one relatively extreme type of training that's not for everyone, but I think there's many different flavors of interval training that can offer time savings or more time-efficient approaches to boost your fitness. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Martin Gabala. He's a professor and chair of the kinesiology department at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario, and he's the author of The One-Minute Workout. Let's talk for a moment about the risks. If someone is working out because perhaps they have a history of heart disease in their family, is this something they should be a little leery about? Be smart. You want to check with your physician before you begin or change your exercise regime. The greater risk to your health is just remaining sedentary or literally just staying on the couch all day. But you're right. Exercise transiently increases risk. The more intense the exercise, the greater that risk. But the trade-off is that for the vast majority of the rest of the day, the other 23 hours in the day when you're not exercising, your overall risk is lower. So again, I think it comes back to being smart. You need to check with your physician. But I would stress this point that interval training comes in many different flavors, and it has been widely applied in clinical settings to many different individuals, including in a cardiac rehabilitation setting. Just be smart. So if people are just starting out, they just want to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. So if your only exercise is walking around the block, an interval session for you is picking up the pace for a few light posts and then backing off. And as simple as that sounds, there's evidence to show that an interval walking approach can be better than just a continuous steady state walk for people, for example, with type 2 diabetes at improving their fitness, improving their blood sugar control. About a year ago, I told a good friend of mine about your research, and she incorporated it into a conventional workout. In other words, she would work out for an hour, but she would still do these very high-intensity things in there. Is that advisable to do that? I think the message is you want to replace some of your conventional training. If we take a page from athletics, what the athletes will do is they'll take out, for example, 20, 25% of their normal training and insert some high-intensity intervals. So I don't think this is something that you just want to tack on at the end of your workout. Really, the idea here is replace some of your traditional training or consider replacing some of your traditional training. The other practical application is for a lot of folks, if they don't have that 45-minute or one-hour block of time in the day, they'll tend to blow off exercise thinking they can't get in a quality workout. And so we like to say that intervals provide more options to fit exercise within your day and within your life rather than having to structure your life around exercise. But you're not necessarily advocating that people completely replace a conventional workout program with these one-minute workouts, right? Absolutely not. You know, again, I stress the public health guidelines are based on great science, but the number one barrier seems to be time. But a varied approach to fitness is always going to be your best bet. There's only so many ways you can jump on a treadmill and jog at a moderate pace for an hour or so. Intervals provide a lot of variety, but at the end of the day, the best exercise for you is one that you like and enjoy because you're more likely to stick with it over the long term. And so we definitely advocate a varied approach to fitness, maybe some intervals, maybe some bodyweight style intervals, but there's nothing wrong with the traditional approach. And even myself, I still like to go for a walk in the woods with my dog. So even I don't do intervals all the time. Your book lays out several specific intervals workouts and things you also call micro workouts. Are these things that you can do at home or is a gym membership still recommended? No, absolutely. A gym membership is not required. If that's motivating for you and you have the means to have a gym membership, good on you. But a key thing with intervals is you don't need fancy equipment. You don't need much space. And so old style, calisthenic style exercises, burpees, mountain climbers, air squats, push-ups, jumping jacks, 
those can be very effective and applied in an interval manner to boost not only cardiovascular fitness, but get a strength and muscular boost as well. And we know that's increasingly important as we age. In your book, you mentioned that someone asked you years ago, if you had time to only do one exercise, what would it be? So what's your answer to that? Yeah, my answer was the burpee. I would hate to actually have to only exercise in one way. People could Google a burpee, but it's basically from a standing position. You squat down, you pop out into a push-up position, you bring your legs back in, and you jump up as high as you can. It can be extremely challenging. Try 10 burpees and just see how much that gets your heart rate up. It was my choice because if you do burpee sets, you have that cardiovascular boost, the heart rate stays up, but it's also exercising a number of the major muscle groups from a strength-building perspective. Fascinating research. Dr. Martin Gabala from McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario, the author of the book, The One-Minute Workout, Science Shows a Way to Get Fit That's Smarter, Faster, Shorter. Dr. Gabala, thanks for joining us today on InfoTrack. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.